0: New series today, and um, last week we had a, uh, just, I I just appreciated last week and being able to share the vision that God has for our church, and it's about you growing, um, coming to know the Lord, uh, being free and healed from hurts and pains of the past, getting our minds renewed in who we are, and growing up, growing up as a disciple of Jesus Christ so we can flourish in life and then being equipped so we can do what God's called us to do because every one of us has a part to play right and and out of that then uh to be launched into just a really fulfilling satisfying um, you know way of living life where god is moving through you you're fairly whole you're fairly equipped you know it's a lifelong process but you're the tip you get to a tipping point where you're you, you feel like your life is becoming more fruitful than damaging, you know what I mean? And people around you are blessed because of what God's doing in you and through you, and you thrive, and the church thrives because the church is people. It's us. It's not a building. It's not an organization. It's the person in the mirror. That's the church. And so the vision of our church is a vision for each and every one of us to prosper in the Lord. And, Dwayne, would you believe it? But last week, we announced that we are going to try to raise the rest of the money so we can have a new parking lot. It's been Dwayne's project for like 10 years. We need a new parking lot. We need a new parking lot. So last week, you know, I let everybody know if they want to help contribute. So Dwayne, it's time. Come on. <laughs> Do your part, man. No. but uh, uh, seriously, though, that's, uh, you know, we talked about our vision as a family and what we're doing, and, and that's kind of a big project for us. The next, you know, I'm hoping for uh, enough money to come in for the next 18 months for us to be able to have a brand new parking lot. Um, it's getting beat up, and we, we want to just rip everything out and do a brand new, nice parking lot for all of us. And uh, schools use it every day uh, during the school year, um, and also we use it a lot for our big events that we do for the community. So it gets used a lot. We want to add a couple of really cool basketball hoops for the area uh, youth. There are no public basketball hoops in the city of Montrose. And so we'll have the only, we do have the only one, but it's pretty bad, as you guys can tell. We had to replace it with some uh, particle board or whatever, plywood or something. But, you know, we're going to get some nice hoops for the area kids to enjoy too. So uh, as you're praying about that, my... my, uh, uh, my heart is that you give out of the abundance that God has given to you, but you don't feel pressure or compulsion to do that. But that's what, one of the goals that we have as a families to do that. So today, I want to talk about um, a, a short series, and it's going to be three weeks, and then I'm getting out of here, going on, going on vacation to Florida. Yeah. We didn't get to do that last year, so our family is excited. So the next three weeks, we're talking about this series called Abundant Life abundant life. And uh, many of you know of the tragedy that happened two Sundays ago uh, when a very famous basketball player and several other people, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, went down in a helicopter crash and they, they all died. And as part of the, um, you know, the media uh, afterwards, uh, he was, a lot of people were giving him tributes and reflecting on his life and he was, he was retired and he had this thing called the Mamba Mindset. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Mamba or mamba? The mamba. The mamba mindset. And so, I, I, I mean, I've watched sport, but i would never heard that before until the last couple of weeks. And so, they would go through what that was, his approach to his, his craft, you know, his professionalism. And it, it's based on a, I guess, a snake called a mamba. And, uh, but his mindset was to uh, be completely focused and getting better all the time, to push himself to every single moment to do this very best, to never give up, to always keep pushing to get better and better and better. And he created this this whole Mamba mindset. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, what's the mindset? Okay, so that's, and I I appreciate that. I'm an you know, used to be an athlete. Uh, Still think of myself as one, you know. And I used to really work a lot on my mental approach to competition uh, and to, you know, performing well and doing the best I could. And I coach that way too. It's very important, you know, the mindset that you have. So I appreciated all of that, but I was thinking about it this way. What's the mindset of a Christian in this world? What would how would I categorize or summarize the mindset of like if you want if you wanted to have like the great like let's say you wanted to be the, the greatest Christian on the earth? Okay. And and I mean you were like all in. Like, like Kobe was for basketball. He was all in. He wanted to be the greatest. So he had this mindset to help him become the great. What would that look like? What would the mindset be? And I came up with this. I think it would be called the abundant life mindset. And I want to share with you, and this is probably not going to be new, but I'm, I'm challenging you with some of these thoughts that do you really have this mindset in your life? Because it will totally change, change your life. It really will. The abundant life mindset. And it comes from, of course, Jesus said this in John 10.10. 10. He said this to us. He said there's a thief uh, who comes, and he, what he does is he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then he turns it on him and he says, but I have come that you might have life, have it to the full, have it abundant. So we have these two completely uh, opposite scenarios. He's talking about the system that we live in in the world. In the world, um, the Bible says that there is a prince of this world, and and that is the devil, okay? So he is the prince or the ruler of this world, and his goal is to steal, Wants to steal from you, destroy you, kill you, and not just you physically. A lot of times we talk about these words and we think physical. It's everything, emotions, Destiny, opportunities, your family, your marriage, your kids, you know, your attitude, uh, your potential. Because the image of God is on you. And, uh, and, the, and God is the devil's, you know, obviously enemy, right? So uh, you're his enemy. And so he's trying to hurt you and harm you and, and push you aside and condemn you and suppress you and bind you up. And Jesus says, that's what's going on here, but I've come. So that means he has has shown up. He has come into this world, right? He said, I have come. Jesus came from heaven. He has come into our mess. He came into this backward system that we created with sin. And he said, but I've shown up and I have come that you don't have to live in this anymore, but you can have something called abundant life. Abundance in life. And, and one of the things that hit me uh, many years ago was that Jesus was talking more about the quality of your life today than he was about eternal life in the future. Most of his messages were about abundant living right now, that you can be healed right now, you can experience joy right now, that you can have freedom right now, that you have everything that you need for life and for godliness in him right now. Okay. The Bible says over and over again that he came to rescue us out, to redeem us from, to call us out, to bring us in to a whole different life experience. You guys with me? Okay, so this is the abundant life mindset. It is. It sees, this mindset sees things completely different. Um, and let me put it this way. There are spiritual, there's spiritual physical eyes that we have and we can see physical things okay so if you're if you're in the woods for instance you can see with your eyes a certain distance around you you can kind of circle around and you can see a certain distance and you can see a number of trees and and things around you and then there's a point at which you can't see any further right Uh, You could be on a mountain and a cloud could descend and you could see a certain distance and all of a sudden the cloud could lift and you could see much further. Uh, We're in this room right now and this is much as I can see. I can see, all I can see is uh, up to these walls because I can't see through those windows. You see a little bit of the uh, gathering area through those windows. This is as much as I can see. However, I'm aware there's a whole lot more around me than what I can see. I know my truck's parked over there. I know there's a bunch of cars over here. I know there's a school there. I know my house is right over there. I could almost hit a golf ball that far. Okay, I live pretty close. <laughs> hey, if it hits the pavement, I'd get some good bounces. So it's all about, you know, location. And <laughs> what do I I to. Welcome back, Dwayne. Welcome back. And so... So we have physical eyes, okay? But the abundant life mindset does not rely on physical sight. It is a spiritual sight. You see, you see a greater reality than the one in the physical. Abundant life mindset is something up here and in here that you're aware of A higher level of a reality that you can't always see with your physical eyes at first, but you see with your spiritual eyes and your understanding. And you understand this isn't just, you know, positive thinking stuff. That there is a greater, higher reality or truth than the physical. Let me ask you a question, okay? You don't even have to have read the whole Bible to answer this question right? What came first, the spiritual or the physical? What came first? The spiritual. So what was created? The physical. So what is greater, the creation or the creator? The creator. The creator is greater. The spiritual is greater than the physical. The physical is determined by the spiritual. You understand what I'm saying? If you begin to understand who you are and what the spiritual laws of the universe are, who God is, what he has declared over your life, and you begin to see that with your spiritual eyes, you begin to, and we sing songs like this, you begin to pull heaven to earth. And the spiritual truths swallow up the physical. All physical stuff has come from the spiritual. And the abundant life mindset is a person who understands this, who is not shackled or limited by what they see. They're thinking of something totally beyond what is current, what they can touch, feel, taste, smell, whatever. There's something higher than that, and they, they bring the higher truths into their reality. This is really exciting. It's really exciting. Okay, so here is a verse, uh, and it's a passage of um, a couple of scriptures that I want you to meditate on according to this message in this series, okay? 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, and it's from a translation I don't use very often, but I I, uh, I chose it because it it just kind of gave some flow to this, and it's the Phillips translation. So let's read it together, okay? He has, by his own action, given us everything that is necessary for living the truly good life in allowing us to know the one who has called us to him through his own glorious goodness. It is through him that God's greatest and most precious promises have become available to us men women all of us okay making it possible for you to escape the inevitable disintegration that lust produces in the world and to share in God's essential nature I'm going to talk about this for a couple minutes just break it down because if you're like me you read something once it's like, pfft, it hardly even penetrates. I have to slow it down. I have to take bits and pieces. And I have to say, what is that saying? What does that mean? So I'm gonna do that with you and then practice this with me this week as you do it on your own as well. The first phrase that really jumps out at me is by his own action. He has by his own action done something really cool that we're about ready to read, right? Whose action? Jesus, God. By his own action, he has given us everything that we need. So this is a grace deal. This isn't anything that I've earned and nothing that you've earned. There's nothing that I've done. It's what God has done. It's by his own action that he is offering to us a completely different experience in life. You with me? He's done it, which means we all qualify. Because none of us had to do anything. So he's done this. And every one of us qualifies because he's done this. That's very important. You cannot excuse yourself from this promise of God. It is for you. It has nothing to do with your merit or your performance. The next phrase that hits me is everything. He has by his own action given us everything. 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 Today's message is everything is provided. Everything is provided. You already have everything. You say, where is it, Pastor? It's there. It's there. It's, you might not see it here. It's already there. It's there. Okay? And, and there's a word that we'll get to in a minute that, that, that just helps us just to access that. Okay? So I'm reading along uh, everything that is necessary for living the truly good life. Good life. Uh, in, a, in the other translation that I'm used to that I memorized, it says, He has given us everything for life and for godliness, okay? So living the good life, okay, in, in this context means that you can have everything that you need to have godliness, to be right with God, to have forgiveness, to be set free from shame and guilt and condemnation, to be healed from all your hurts and pains, to have your mind changed from the, the bad things that were attached to you growing up, and to have everything that you need for life. That means food, drink, shelter, Joy and peace and all the things that give us life. And so this is the full package. God loves you. He has not withheld anything from us. We have everything that we need. goes on to say, um, there's a there's a word down here. It says, it is through him that God's greatest and most precious promises have become available. This is how I see it. I used to, and if you've been around, you know my story. I used to feel like I had to earn God's love. I used to have to be a good Christian. I used to have to do the right things and not do the wrong things. And later in my life, I found out that's kind of religion and that's self-sufficiency. That was me trying to earn my own good standing with God, okay? But now, I don't see it that way anymore. But now we have these promises that God says, these things have been made available to us. And so now I look at obedience uh, different than I used to. Obedience used to be to me, you better do this, and you got to do this if you, if you want this. If you do that, then you get this. If you don't, eh, don't you even expect anything from me, okay? That's how I used to view it. Now, I see it different, completely different. Now, all the promises of God and everything that I need is now available to me. And the key to accessing that availability, think of it like a door, to get into this storehouse of God's blessings, we put a key in there, and we unlock it, and we open the door. It is obedience, but it's different. I'm not obeying to earn. I'm just simply, God says, here's the key. We have a code on our office door, we ha- and it locks, and there's numbers, and we have to punch in the code. So we go, deep, 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 right? and it goes, and the bolt unlocks. And we have access to our office, where my computer is, and copier machines, and whatever's in there, whatever, okay? There is a code. And, and for us, this is, how I'm, this, this is just my little soapbox now, okay? For us to think that these are a bunch of rules and laws, and you better do this, you better not do that, is completely to miss the love of God. God has said, here's the code. Here's the key. Obedience gives you access to everything that God has for you. So I'm working with my, my little guy, Eli, who's playing basketball. Second season, he's playing basketball. He's nine years old. And so I'm, he's got some motivation. He wants to get good at it. So we're practicing together, and I'm teaching him how to play basketball. And, uh, and so you know I'm out there we're working and he's shooting and he's practicing and I'm teaching him things and so he's trying to do something and I'm like okay hold, hold on son, okay we gotta we gotta do it this way, I said if you do it this way okay if you shoot the ball this way if you do your left-handed layups this way, I'm telling you down the road, you'll be unstoppable, right? Because you'll have the right technique and it will pay off for you, and you will be really good at this. But if you just chuck it up there, and if you're just creating really bad habits and, and that kind of thing, it's not, going to, it's not going to work out in the long term. Okay, Do you understand what I'm saying? So for him to, to, to listen to me as his dad slash coach in those moments, he's got to make a decision. Am I going to, I'm going to use the word obey. Am I going to obey what he's telling me, Or am I gonna just do it the way I want to do it? And if he obeys, then he's going to access greater efficiency and effectiveness in what he's trying to do. Does that make sense? So God says, here's the the way. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Follow me, come on, let's go. This is how you have joy. This is how you have purpose. This is how you will blossom and thrive. So obedience has gotten a bad rap because we think we have to to earn righteousness. But the key for the abundant life mindset is understanding that I am already made righteous through the work of Jesus Christ. That's got to get settled in your heart because once that's settled in your heart, then you, nobody can tell you that God doesn't love you and he's not completely for you. Nobody could convince you that you don't already have everything. When it gets settled in your heart that God loves you, you're forgiven, he paid for the, everything for you, you are free from condemnation and sin and guilt and shame. And even when you stumble, that, that, that your default mode isn't to fall into shame, but to fall into God and say, thank you, God, that you have paid for this and that's not who I am, and you've set me free, and I choose to believe in you, and you come right into more and more freedom, when you get that settled in your heart, you think differently. You completely think differently. You have a totally different view of this world. You're walking around, and you're expecting God to bless you everywhere you go. You're expecting doors to open. You're expecting favor to surround you. You're expecting good things to happen in you and through you. And when something doesn't, that's not good from your perspective happens, you just know God's with me. There's a reason for this. And God's teaching me. And I'm going to come out the other side. And there's got to be something more to the story than this because I know God loves me. I know God's for me. I know not, he's not pressing me down. He's not squishing me like a bug. He's not ticked off at me. He's not paying me back because God's for me. I'm righteous in him. He's doing something in me and through me. He's entrusted me with this assignment to break some new ground for him, to reach out to some people or to do something. It's a totally different mindset. You guys with me so far? It's the abundant life mindset. And righteousness is the starting point of this. I look at the apostle Paul and and the the early disciples. 10 out of 11 of them were martyred for their faith. They, They would rather die a gruesome death, than to deny that Jesus was the Messiah. What fueled them? What were they convinced of to, in order to die and give up their life? What was their mindset? And I think, man, they, they just totally saw everything different. They saw a God who had them. They had nothing on this world to cling to that was worth what they had before them in heaven. They were convinced of something so much that, take my life, who cares? This is, you think this is what I'm clinging to? Man, I already got it all. I mean, I already got it all. There was no hesitation. They had an abundant life mindset. When you have that mindset, when you know God's got it all, there's nothing down here I need to be striving for, you know, trying to grab, trying to reach out for, because I got it all. When we tap into that, then we can live a, a free life. You, you know what I'm saying? We can just go for it. We can go for it. We can give freely. We can give of ourselves freely. We can, we can, just, we can just, we're not worried. We're not trying to protect ourselves. We're not trying to uh, find something. We're not insecure. We're not filled with fear. And so this is a place that you want to get to. And when Jesus is talking about this, where he says, I have come that they, or you, might have life abundant. The next verse, he puts the context to this, and he says this, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And it reminds me of Psalm 23, when David has a revelation of God as his shepherd. And this is what Jesus, this is the context of Jesus saying he came to give us abundant life in the context of what a shepherd would do for his sheep. He says, first of all, I will lay my life down for my sheep. I'm gonna, I got you guys. Has nothing to do with what you're doing. Has everything to do with what I'm doing for you. I'm your shepherd. I'm a good shepherd. I will lay my life down for you. You got nothing to worry about. I got you. I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna provide everything that you need. Remember today's, message. Everything is provided. And you're, you're still arguing with me? You're still like, well, well, I don't know about that. Everything is provided. This is what uh, David says in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. No lack, only abundance. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's the higher truth of who you are right now. Nothing you you lack nothing, right now. It's all there. You have everything that you need. It's right there. It's available. He goes on to say, He makes me lie down in green pastures, which is some good eating for those sheep. Okay, good food. God provides food for you. He leads me beside quiet waters. That's what they drank. God provides uh, thirst uh, drinking for you for your thirsty soul. He restores my soul, which talks about healing of our hurts and our pains and our hearts. He restores our soul. The good shepherd takes care of your soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And I love this. He guides me in paths of righteousness. Righteousness is to do it his way. And when he helps helps me do it his way, it leads, the Bible says, the wages of, now you guys all know this first. the wages of sin is? Did you know the Bible also says the wages of righteousness is life? And God leads me. My shepherd leads me on paths of right. He helps me do the right thing, and it leads to my benefit and life and freedom. That's what your shepherd does. He goes on to say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. And we have fellowship with God. We have a relationship with God. Our good shepherd is not a distant king on a throne, you know, just ignoring what's going on. He is with us. He's with you. Because he's with you wherever you are, you have no fear. You have no fear. You're not relying on yourself. You're not trying to protect yourself. You're not relying on your own wisdom your own uh, wherewithal, your own energy, your own strength. The shepherd is with you. When he's with you, you got it all. You have no fear. This is abundant living mindset right here. He goes on to say, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. <laughs> so, you know, the shepherd has a rod and a staff, and, and that is to protect the sheep from the wrong predators So he can beat the the, the predators away, and so he can gently guide and pull out of danger the sheep themselves with the hook and, no, 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 over here, over here. And so the psalmist says, those things comfort me because I know you got me. He's got a big old stick, right? And it's not to hurt you. It's to destroy anything that's trying to destroy you. It's for your protection and your guidance, and he's with you, and he's helping you. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So in the midst of this dark fallen world, God is with us and he is serving us and we are feasting. We have rest. We have rest even in the midst of a crazy world. And you anoint my head with oil, which, which talks about healing from sickness and disease. Oil was always used to heal people of sicknesses. And it was actually an ointment. It was, a, it was a healing, had some healing virtue in the oil itself. And so he, he would heal, our shepherd heals us from sicknesses. My cup overflows. So there is blessing, there is favor, there is a more than enough for each and every one of us in life. My cup overflows. Surely goodness, and we sing a song like this. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and love. A lot of people walking around this world thinking, what's what's next for me? What's the next bad thing that's going to happen? I got bad luck, bad things, you know, and they're afraid of what's what's next. Now what? You ever heard someone say that? Now what? They get a phone call. Oh, boy. They're afraid to pick up the phone call. You know? Now what? Now what? They have a totally different mindset. They are expecting badness to happen in their life. Uh, But that's, that's not you. That's not me. Goodness and love, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And you know what? When this life is over, what's it say? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I have eternal life in Him. I got it all. I got eternal life in Him. So, Here's a couple of things that I I want to challenge you with me to learn in the next couple weeks as we meditate on these these ideas. Okay, I I think these goals are in your log notes. Uh, One is to learn to live every day from a place of confidence in my righteousness by faith alone. To learn that I am forgiven fully and I can live in this place. And when I say place, I'm talking about a mental place a mindset that I am not thinking God's mad at me, that I'm not thinking God's out to get me, that I'm not thinking I'm a failure and I'm a screw-up and there's no hope for me, but I'm thinking just the opposite. I am fully forgiven. There is nothing more that can be done to make me any more right with God. And it had nothing to do with what I did, but everything to do with God's love and mercy for me. And so God loves me. His favor is upon me. There is no longer any legal grounds that the devil has to condemn me with. It's all been torn up. It's I've been forgiven of it all. I am right with God because of his mercy. Man, to walk around with that confidence will change your perspective alone. Just that right there. Change your whole perspective. Okay, now another goal I have is to learn to live every day from a place of abundance of God's complete provision, and so what I'm what I'm working on uh, right now in my life is the, these things that I'm sharing with you. And so I, I'm I'm doing some a lot of like confession, internal dialogue, and instead of asking for things, I am thanking God for everything that I already have. It's a difference of mindsets for me. A person who, and this is me, this was me, who is begging God for something that he has already said I have, is a person who hasn't realized they already have it. I'm talking about myself. So I'm, I'm changing my mind. I'm like, hold on a minute. Why am I begging God or praying to God or asking God for things he's already said is mine? It's already available. So what am I doing instead? I'm like, thank you, Lord, that I am healed. Thank you, God, that I have everything I need. Thank you, Lord, for the provision that, I, that you have for this. And so I release it from heaven. Thank you, Lord. Just show me what to do. Show me where to go. I'm following you. Thank you that I already have everything that I need. To do what you called me to do, God, I am convinced. That's my dialogue now. That's my internal discussion, self-taught. Not like, oh, God, please do this. He's like, I already have. And so obedience, again, remember, is following or accessing the, those, those gifts and those provisions that God has already had. And so we find out what, what those keys are, and we put them in the door and unlock. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. All right, a couple others. To learn to live every day from a place of rest in God's will being accomplished. We are supposed to be living from a place of rest. We'll talk about that next week. And then finally, to live, to learn how to live every day from a place of empowered intentionality that leads to fruitfulness, that our day matters, our life matters, not because of what we're trying to do, but because what God is going to do. And you are highly significant. The moments that God has given you on planet Earth are super important. And God is going to produce fruit through your life. And um, I've got an analogy I want to share with you either next week or the third week that I really hope will help clarify this in in you. Your role in God. That God wants to use you, but not in a way that you feel used, but in a way that you come alive. And how you were actually designed to live and experience this earth. Okay? We, We were stamped with his image. And we were given things in our heart to do from him. And we come alive when we align ourselves and submit ourselves to that path that he has for us. We come alive. I want all of you alive and thriving in your created purpose. You will never, ever be happier than in the moments that you're living out your created purpose. You'll never be happier there is nothing greater that you could do than to just walk with him and walk into that purpose he has for your life it's just the best the best so um everybody say this everything is provided so i'm going to relax <laughs> all right so i'm going to learn to relax i'm going to learn to relax in god's provision because everything's provided Now, I want to give you the basis for this statement, okay? And it comes all the way from the beginning, from the very beginning in Genesis chapter one and chapter two. Creation is very important to study because it sets the norm. Now, most people don't like the word normal. Nobody wants to be normal, especially if you're a teenager. Everybody's trying to do something different. Everybody wants to be unique, which is fine. The, the thing is, we are all unique, but normal means what a standard created thing is to be. So you actually want to be normal when it comes to God. How has God created this whole thing in the beginning? What is the creation norms or normatives? What are the standards that God has set from the very beginning? That's what we go to. That's what we go to because... What we understand is that God created everything and it was good. Sin entered and ruined everything. Jesus comes back and redeems everything. So he is returning us to the creation norm, the standard of life as God created it. I don't know if you've ever thought about that or not, but how did Adam and Eve get along? How did mankind relate to God? How did mankind relate to creation and animals? What were mankind's responsibilities? What was it like? And we don't know if it was a couple of days, a couple of months, or a couple of years, or a couple of decades. But Adam and Eve were good with God. Everything was good. Creation was perfect. These guys had perfect fellowship with God. They walked with Him Every day in the garden, they hung out with God. They had no arguments. (laughs) Husband and wife, no arguments. No battle for power. No insecurities. No little comments under the breath. You know, none of that. All the animals got along. Nobody was eating each other, killing each other, you know. It was, it was paradise. They're, they had complete intimacy with God and complete intimacy with one another. There was no shame, no fears, no insecurities, no headaches, no sickness, no worries, no decay, The fruit tasted fabulous, and that's what it was. That was the created norms, okay? And then sin came and ruined it all. But I want to share with you that this is the created norm that I want to focus on right now. God Himself provides everything we need in abundance. This is the norm of creation. When mankind was created, he was created. Does anybody know there were seven days? Does anybody know which day mankind was created on? Day six. So what was created after mankind? Anything? Nothing. Everything was created, and then mankind was created, and God put mankind in the garden, And everything was already provided. I want to stress to you, this is the creation norm, that God himself provides everything for mankind in abundance. Mankind was never meant to provide for himself or herself. It's very important that you understand what I'm saying, because we live in a twisted, sin-ruined, filled world, it has tainted our thinking. We think if it is to be, it's up to me. i got to make it happen, especially men. Especially men. We're trained as men. You're the leader of the home. you got to provide for your family. you got to hustle. you got to get it done. Now, yes, we do need to provide for our family. But men, our job is to get our provision from God. The Bible says God himself has given you the ability to earn wealth. It's God himself who has given you the ability to have a job. It all comes from him. But we need to understand that there's a creation norm, and that is this. When we showed up, God already had the banquet table set. He already had the fruit hanging from the trees. Mankind didn't till any ground. He didn't pull any weeds. He didn't plant any seed. He didn't, you know, he didn't have to wait for a crop. We showed up and we eat, we eat, we rest, we sleep, we rejoice. We got it all. Is anybody out there listening to me? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, I'm trying to give you my best, you know, give me your best too. Listen, this is crazy. Stop, stop stressing yourself out. If Christ came to redeem us from the curse, the curse was this. When when sin entered, we were exiled from the garden. We were exiled from the tree of life, which was eternal life. And God said, now you're going to toil. Now you're going to sweat. Now you're going to work the land, and it's not going to work for you very well. And you're going to, by the toil of your own sweat, by the sweat of your brow, You will now be cursed to try to survive on your own because you have rejected me as your provider, is what he's saying. And Jesus came to reverse and cancel that curse. So, yes, it was that way. We did have to survive. Things are messed up, the land isn't blessed, it is cursed. Until Jesus showed up. Now, wherever you are, there is blessing. And you are to return to the created norms that God created you to experience, which is rest. And someone already said it. The first day of man, the first day of man, although he's created on the sixth day, the first full day of man was a day of rest. So you are to be living the abundant life mindset, okay? I'm not trying to condemn you if you're not experiencing this yet, because then I'd be condemning me. (laughs) Okay? That's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to teach us and show us what Christ has done for us and to not be uh, swayed any longer by the thinking of this world, to not be limited any longer by a fallen mindset of this world that says, I've got to do. It's up to me. I got all this pressure. I got to be stressed out. I got to hustle. No, no. There's a higher truth is what I'm talking about. There's a higher truth. There's a place of rest for all of us where we have the mindset that, wow, God has provided everything for me in abundance. It is not up to me to solve the problem, to figure it out, to provide for myself, to stress myself out, to be self-sufficient. That is worldly mindset that will give you ulcers, headaches, insomnia, stress. That is not the created norm for you. So if Christ came and he did what he came to do, then there is a whole different mindset and a place for us to be. Anybody out there with me? That's what we're going to work on. We're going to work on this right here. Hold on. The world says this. My mom said that. My dad said that. The commercials say this or what? whatever. People around me say this. But what does God say? God says, I have everything that you need for life and for godliness. You know, there's been times when I got this right. There's been a lot of times where I, I've gotten this wrong. The times where I've gotten it right, like I'm in the middle of a mess or I'm in the middle of a, 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 a thing that I've got to get an answer to or I've got to get something done and when I've done it right, I realize that, and I lift it to God, and all the burden and all the pressure and all the strain, and I say, hey, God, I believe that you're for me, and you love me, and, and, and this isn't all about me anyway. It's about you. I'm going to give this to you. Hey, God, you got a problem. You got a problem. Not me, you. And so here's your problem, God, and I'm going to just wait to see how you Take care of it. And when I do it right, listen, I'm just telling you, I don't want to get into details because some of my stories might, you know, be a little too personal for people that you might know or whatever. Who knows? But when I've done things right, God took care of it. When I do it wrong, I don't sleep. I get irritable. My family suffers. I suffer. I don't sleep as well. I don't function as well. I'm not filled with joy. I'm not filled with peace. I'm taking on the pressure. I'm stressing out. And it's just not fun. It's not fun. It's not an abundant life, definitely. So that's what I want to challenge you to think about. If this is how we started and then sin screwed it up and our Redeemer came to pull us out of this, rescue us back. To our created purpose, then let's trust him and believe that, God, you do have everything that I need. I can't, I'll, I'll just give you one quick example of God's blessing in my life. And I, I have been fairly blessed to think, to be more inclined to think these kinds of ways throughout my life because of my upbringing. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I just feel like I had an advantage from the start. I, I, and it wasn't too hard for me to believe that God loved me and He's for me. Although I have my own journey, I always expect God's favor to be around me. I just always expect good things, and I and if there's bad things, I'm always confident that it's it's okay. God's with me, and He's going to navigate this. And I'm not even I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna worry about it. You know what I mean? And so we uh, I think it was this last summer. You know, one of one of our kids had an emergency surgery, and uh, so uh, we were just telling the story about uh, the finances, the follow-up to all the surgery. And you know how you get bills like three months, six months, eight months, 12 months later, and these bills start coming in. And so we had, you know, uh, after the insurance paid for whatever, we had three to $4,000 worth of extra bills that we had to, had to pay for. Um, and so my wife, we had paid, I think, one or two bills, and we had other bigger bills that were there, and we were trying to save up our money for her. and so she's on the phone with someone because we thought we got another repeat bill and trying to work that out, and, and the favor of God was on that phone call, and the, and the lady on the other side, if you're here, thank the Lord for you, but the lady on the other side of that phone said, you know what, did you guys know, did you know, she's talking to my wife, did you know that we have a program that can help people, and I think you guys might qualify, so we have five kids if you didn't know, right? And, uh, and she said, oh, okay, well, well, well what is it? And then uh, whatever. So she got us, you know, the paperwork and stuff, and we had to uh, give, give her um, all of that documentation for our entire life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm like, I, I was a little bit more pessimistic about it, but, but we, we, then my wife was, well, she said that we'd probably call I'm like, okay, but let's do it, you know. So we filled out the paperwork. We, we, we did all that stuff, and we had to follow up with them a, a couple of times. And then all of a sudden, they said, well, we might help you with, you know, anywhere from, you know, this percent to 100%. And they came back and said, 100%. 100%. Isn't that great? Uh, so, but the reason I tell you that is just because these kinds of things happen all the time. First of all, um, if you're ever in a position to help somebody, you you are, you are, um, able to be a miracle, an answer to prayer for somebody. And I think about this. I see this happen a lot where um, this this person shared this information but didn't have to. They didn't have to say anything. And a lot of times people don't say anything. And But she did. She just took the minute to, to say, hey, you know, we might be able to do something to help. And uh, But also, I see it because the way that I think about my life and the way I, I see God is I see God in all of it. That's how I see it. I see the favor of God in connections and conversations and opportunities with people. It's not just about money, though. I just told you that one because that's what's easier. It doesn't involve people. You know what I mean? And But, but it's, it's just how we look at it like, well, okay, maybe God is, is uh, leading us in this direction. Now, We didn't get stressed out over our money. In the midst of that, and over weeks and months of time, there's an overall way that you can be living your life. You can be stressing, striving, and freaking. Or you can be resting, but ready. Listening, trusting, releasing, listening, trusting, releasing. And you can have joy and you can have peace and you can keep carrying on or you can be just bound up and angry or freaking out and stressed out and not having those kinds of things. That's what I'm saying. God has provided everything for you. He doesn't play favorites. You can't sit there and say, well, it must be nice to be a pastor. You get extra extra blessings from God. It's like, you know. It's like you got a special, special prayer. You, I know they teach you some special prayers or something to become a pastor, right? You guys got some inside, insider trading with God or something. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's for everyone who believes. It's for everyone who believes. So we talked about this mountain-moving type of prayer that Jesus mentioned to us. He says if you pray and you believe... Without doubting, you believe in your heart, it'll be done for you. It'll be done for you. And, the, and, the, and we're not begging God. We are receiving. We're accessing the blessings of God. That's just one promise we're talking about today. It's just one promise. How many promises of God are there in the Scriptures for us to access? Wow! What's stopping you from devouring the Word of God? Get after it. Celebrate. The word of God is full of life for you and for me. And it's for everyone who believes and receives. Oh, I wanted to talk so much more for you, but that's, that's probably all we have time for today. But Adam and Eve experienced this and they lost it. And now Jesus is restoring it to us. And uh, I, want to, I want to make this statement very clear. We in the Garden of Eden lived through Adam and Eve, from a place of abundance, we live from a place of freedom, of health, and of rest. And that's exactly what Jesus wants for you today, is to live from a place of abundance, not lack, not poverty, not wondering where the next meal is going to come from, but learning how to trust in him for everything. Live from a place of abundance, of health, of rest, the other one that I said? Uh, and freedom, and freedom. And these are all for all of us. So, um, if you want to grow in this with me, then what you should be doing is taking these notes, look at the scriptures, and begin to meditate and begin to change your mind. And take this scripture that I've given you in 2 Peter and begin to do what I do often, which I say this to myself all the time. That, God, I thank you that you have provided everything I need today for life and for godliness. In your log notes, if you have them, I actually wrote down for you two things that I call affirmations. Uh, these are things that um, I say. I say a whole lot of other things. Uh, but, but these are things I actually say to myself. Uh, I believe that my mind has to listen to me. I don't wanna to listen to my mind. I wanna tell my mind what it's gonna think about, okay? Now you can just let your mind tell you what you're thinking about, or you can tell your mind what it's going to think about. And so I wanna tell my mind what I'm gonna think about. And I'm training myself to not look and focus on the temporary truths of this, le- of this world, But on the eternal, all-encompassing, eternal, all-powerful truths that are real right now. That's what I want to be thinking about. That's what I'm focused on. Pulling those in to this reality. Remember, spiritual is the creator. The physical is the creation. Everything that's created comes from the spiritual realm. Everything. You are made in the image of God. You have the breath of God. You have the word of God, which reveals the will of God. So use the breath of God to speak the word of God and declare the will of God and pull heaven into earth. Pull heaven into earth. Jesus gave you permission. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses or our sins as we forgive those, right, who sinned against us, trespassed against us, hurt us. Lead us not into temptation. This is an awesome finish to the prayer. Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Rescue me out of this crazy thinking. Rescue me out of this brokenness. Rescue me out of that bondage. Rescue me from evil. Deliver me from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So let's find out what that will is and let's declare it together. Um, These affirmations are a blessing to me. Uh, They're on the front of your log notes, like after the memory verse. First one I've been asking you to say with me, by faith I have everything I need for life and for godliness In Jesus. The second one is a more personal one that I do. I try to make my relationship with God really intimate and personal. I'm not talking to God who's far off. I'm talking to Jesus who's with me, his spirit's with me. So I often will say this, Jesus, I thank you. That you are my perfect, you are my perfect and complete solution to every situation I face. If you're facing a difficulty, if you're picking up a phone, if you're walking through a door, if you're thinking about something in your life, that's a great time to say, Jesus, I thank you. Before my blood pressure goes up, I thank you that you are my perfect and complete solution to this situation. You see what I'm saying? And what you do is you're saying, hey, Jesus, you got a problem, (laughs) right? You got a problem here. I'm giving it to you. I'm trusting in you. You are my provision. You are my solution. I'm looking for you. I'm listening. I'm releasing. I'm praying. I'm trusting. I'm resting. I'm not striving. I'm not stressing. I'm not freaking out. That's the difference. Okay, so if you are interested in doing that, say some of these affirmations to yourself. Get some word in your heart, and let's begin to change our dialogue. Instead of begging God, let's start thanking God and releasing heaven into earth. Okay? All right, let's stand together. I want to pray a blessing on you guys. This morning before we go, if you're here and you're not a Christian, you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to make that decision this morning, to cross over, as Jesus said himself, with his own words, from death to life, you can be forgiven of all your sins and you can start a whole new relationship with God. And if you're here and you want to do that this morning, I want to lead you in a prayer. So we're going to pray in just a minute. Would you guys all bow your heads, please? And if that's you, and you say, Pastor, that's me. I want to get right with God. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be saved and forgiven. I want to have a relationship with God. If that's you, would you just lift your hand right where you are so I can celebrate your decision today? Okay, Lift your hand right now nice and high so I can celebrate with you. Okay, I don't see any hands, so I'm believing and hoping. All of us are already believers. And let God continue to use you to bring other people to Him this week. But for the rest of us, we're all in this together. We all got some stinking thinking. And so let's just pray. Let's join our hearts together right now that God will help us to have an abundant life mindset, that we would be able to walk in to the promises that God has for our lives, that we would let let His Spirit rework our thinking and turn our focus from the, the temporary to the eternal, from the physical to the spiritual. And may he bless us with the, with the revelation that we can literally agree with heaven. We can say the amen to the promises of God. And we can bring heaven to earth. May we be the conduits of heaven. Lord, I pray that prayer over each and every one of us. Just lift your hands towards heaven if it's in your heart to receive. Lord, we need help. We thank you that you are the good shepherd. You provide everything that we need. And Lord, you even lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. That we might be blessed. And so Lord, that's what we're asking. That you would lead us in the path of righteousness. That you would renew our thinking and our mind. And that this week, Lord, as we invest in the process of change. And we begin to read your word and meditate on your truths. That your Holy Spirit would do a great work inside of our hearts. And you had set us free and you would help us to lift our eyes towards heaven where our help comes from and receive the blessings and from the storehouse of eternity and bring those into the reality of our present day life. Lord, we thank you that you are the one who opened the possibility for us to have abundance in this life. You said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. It is your will that we thrive and in, in, with health and peace and joy and wisdom and freedom, and so Lord, we receive from you and we receive your help, Lord, as a good shepherd to lead us and guide us and to teach us and provide for us, and we celebrate and thank you that today everything is provided by you. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing left for us to do except trust and rest and follow. May we have a great week, Lord. May this be a week of great peace and joy and blessing and favor. Thank you that your favor rests upon your your children everywhere we go. Let your favor be so strong and so abundant that our cup overflows to those around us. And we have a fruitfulness about us this week for the kingdom of God and for the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, which means wholeness, blessing, healing, provision. It means everything that you need for life and for godliness. May the Lord extend his blessings to you in abundance this week and to your family in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord.